Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 105 of the Speaking Club podcast. I'm working with a coach at the moment to improve my relationship with money. And he said to me yesterday, Sarah, do you know what the source of happiness is? And I said, yes, based on sales, it's ketchup. I started this podcast for two reasons, because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking And because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me again. Well, do you know what? In this show, I'm going to be doing something I've wanted to do for a long time. And that's a little breakdown of why two of the most successful viral story adverts worked from the perspective of humour. Then I'm going to show you how you can apply the same humour success tips and tricks and principles to your talks and other marketing content. I often refer to these two brands when I'm showing people how valuable humour is because undoubtedly it played a massive part in the results that they achieved with those video ads. And those two companies are Dollar Shave Club and Squatty Potty. And Dollar Shave Club, if you don't know, is a mail order razor company. And its founder, Michael Dubin, His first video promo for that company cost $4,500 and was shot in a day. And that video launched the company in 2012. And it uh, crashed Dollar Shave Club's website for 24 hours when it went live. And it went viral in 72 hours. And it put Michael and Dollar Shave Club on course for a $1 billion buyout from Unilever less than four years later. And seven years on, that same video is still going strong and it's had over 26 million views on YouTube. Amazing. Now, Michael actually had a background in sketch and improv comedy. And when he was asked about the ad, he said, I know that humour is a very powerful device in telling a story. And he is not wrong. Because another company that had humour in their story was Squatty Potty and they had an equally meteoric rise because of that viral video and the humour that was in it and the Squatty Potty stall just to give you a bit of background on the company it was created because the mother of the Edwards family in Utah was constipated (laughs) and one of her sons had heard that squatting was good for making evacuation easier and he made his mum a stall And when she tried it, it worked. And then other people wanted stools too. So they gave them to friends and family and they had the same success. So they decided, do you know what? We should go into production. I'm not deliberately trying to line these up, these double entendres. They're just happening by themselves because of the subject. Anyway, so Squatty Potty wanted to make an advert because they knew that it would help with their sales. And they wanted to get the message out there but they they knew it would be tricky because of the subject matter and the first time the Harmon brothers who made the ad pitched the idea for the unicorn 
poop video, the Edwards family said no. And they said no for two reasons, really. They thought it was going to be too cheeky and also too expensive because it had a price tag of $250,000. But when they all agreed to replace poop for ice cream, they went for it. And I bet they're glad they did because that video has now been watched over 100 million times and immediately it resulted in like a 400% increase in retail sales and a 600% increase in online sales. Now, I'm sure that you may have similar reservations to the Edwards family about using humour in your talks and content. But I promise you, if you do it right with the right intentions, if the humour flops, it'll be fine. Uh, But if you land the humour successfully, the rewards are going to be massive. And maybe you're also thinking that you're not naturally funny or creative. Well, being funny is like riding a bike. It's a skill you can learn and you get better at it the more you do it. Okay, so I want to take you through these ads. I'm going to start with the Dollar Shave Club one first. Now, obviously, they're video ads, and I'm going to put a link to those in the show notes, but have a listen to this and see what you think. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. I never, ever tire of watching this video because it's so masterful from a story, humor, and marketing perspective. But today, I just want to focus on the way that Michael Dubin uses humor to underpin his message. Now, as I've told you before in previous shows, comedy and magic have a big thing in common, and that is misdirection. We get you looking one way and then surprise you with another meaning or attitude. And straight away in this ad, Michael uses this misdirection as he sets out Dollar Shave Club's mission and he plays it completely deadpan, which is brilliant. So he says, for a dollar a month, we send high quality razors right to your door. And then he voices and addresses a potential objection that you might have about the fact that the blades just cost a dollar. He goes, yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? And this is the setup, because you might well be expecting some sort of scientific researchy stuff to come next about the materials or how they're made. 
But Michael just walks out of his office door, points to a poster outside and says, our blades are f***ed. So this is unexpected, a little bit shocking and very different from the normal type of razor ads that you might be used to. It's a surefire way to get attention. And then throughout the main part of the ad, there are a number of visual gags. And the next big one of those is where Michael brings a metaphor to life. So he says, our blades are so easy, a toddler could use them. And then it cuts to a toddler shaving a bald man's head. Not only is it a funny visual, but it's an image that will stick with you so that you always remember just how easy Dollar Shave Club blades are to use. And then the final bit of advert, uh, final bit of humour that I want to touch on in this advert is where Michael is sharing how Dollar Shave Club is not only saving you money, but it's creating jobs for people like the lovely Alejandro. And this is a serious thing. And played the wrong way, it could come across as a bit like self-congratulatory or holier than now. But Michael says that line whilst wearing a train driver's cap and sitting with Alejandro in a radio flyer truck, one of those little kids' trucks that's being pulled along by someone. <laughs> and so what that makes it funny and charming. And in comedy, we have a formula called Big big, small. And I think this perfectly falls into that sweet spot because he's saying we're saving you money, we're creating jobs and they're doing it sitting in a fancy dress kid's toy truck. And it works brilliantly. So if you haven't seen this video, please, I know you've listened to it, but take the time to check it out and notice the way that Michael takes swipes at the competition whilst also poking fun at himself. And the way that he deals with all the objections that you might have and the way he creates that underdog feel makes you want to help Dollar Shave Club win. And he does it all in one minute and 33 seconds. Alrighty then, let's move on to Squatty Potty's infamous unicorn poop ad. This is where your ice cream comes from. The creamy poop of a mystic unicorn. Totally clean, totally cool. And soft serve straight from a sphincter. Mmm, they're good at pooping. But you know who sucks at pooping? You do. That's because when you sit on a porcelain throne, this muscle gets a kink in the hose and stops the Ben and Jerry's from sliding out smoothly. Is that a problem? I don't know, are hemorrhoids a problem? Because sitting at this angle can cause hemorrhoids, bloating, constipation, and a buttload of other crap. And seriously, unicorn hemorrhoids? The glitter gets everywhere. But what happens when you go from a sit to a squat? Voila, this muscle relaxes and that kink goes away faster than Pegasus laying sweet sherbet dookie. Now your colon's open and ready for battle. That's because our bodies were made to poop in a squat, and now there's a product that lets you squat in your own home. Introducing the Squatty Potty. No, Squatty Potty is not a joke. And yes, it will give you the best poop of your life, guaranteed. I don't just mean you bloated lords and hemorrhoidal ladies. I mean everyone. Kink? Unkink. Kink. Unkink. It's simple science, really. Can't get the last scoop out of the carton? With the Squatty Potty, you get complete elimination. Spend too much time on the chamber pot? The Squatty Potty makes you go twice as fast or your money back. I scream, you scream, and plop, plop, baby. Maybe you're sore from squeezing out solid globs of rocky road. The Squatty Potty gives you a smooth stream of froyo that glides like a virgin swan. 
Plus, when you're done, it tucks neatly out of sight, thanks to its innovative patented design. Truly a footstool fit for a constipated king. So if you're a human being who poops from your butt, click here to order your Squatty Potty today at SquattyPotty.com. You wish you tried it years ago. And if you don't trust a prince, how about your doctor? Shark Tank, HuffPost, NPR, Men's Health, Howard Stern. He poops from his butt. They're all crazy about the Squatty Potty. Not to mention the 2,000 Amazon users who gave the Squatty Potty five stars, including the author of this moving haiku. <clears throat> Oh, Squatty Potty, you fill me with endless joy, yet leave me empty. So order your Squatty Potty today. I'm not saying it will make your poop as soft as this cookies and cream, but I'm not saying it won't. Squatty Potty, the stool for better stool. <sighs> Pooping will never be the same. Again, I'll put a link to this video for you to watch in the show notes. Now, this advert is also brilliant from a marketing perspective because it manages to take you around the whole customer acquisition journey in less than three minutes. And this, do you know what? You pay attention here because you as a speaker have that same opportunity. And doesn't matter how long your slot is, you have the opportunity to take your audience and the potential customers that are sitting in it around that customer journey, even if they've never met you before. And that's why I think speaking should be a vital part of your marketing strategy. And, and it's why I also created my heart map blueprint, because that helps speakers take that audience through that same acquisition journey. But today we're focusing on humour. Now, the Squatty Potty ad doesn't use as many visual gags, but it's absolutely jam-packed with brilliantly funny metaphors, analogies and double entendres. It's very um, Monty Python-esque, I think, because you can laugh like a child in appropriate things whilst feeling superior for getting the double meaning. The other big thing to say about this advert is that it beautifully illustrates the concept of framing, which I talked about in episode 50. And this advert, Squatty Potty have used ice cream and where it comes from as a framing device to talk about the product and poo. And that's what sets up all the great jokes. If, if the owner of Squatty Potty was speaking to a medical audience about the product, then it's very likely they would strip all of it back and look through a more science-based frame. But the frame they're using here is the, the sort of fairy tale unicorn ice cream frame. Um, if you want to dig a bit deeper, do check out that episode. Episode 50, um, it's looking at framing and tells you how to do it. Okay, so just like the Dollar Shave Club advert, this one looks to shock a little bit in the intro. Yes, of course, there's a prince and a unicorn, and that is unusual in itself, but that's not what I'm talking about. Besides that is what the prince says. He says, the creamy poop of a mystical unicorn, totally clean, totally cool, and soft-served straight from a sphincter. Now, this is a classic rule of three joke. The first two parts of this sentence are really benign, clean, cool, and then they throw in the word sphincter, which breaks the pattern and is in complete contrast with the other words. And then they do what I call a tag joke. So they build on and exaggerate the discomfort that you might have from hearing the word sphincter, and they have the prince lick the ice cream that just emerged from there. And they use that same rule of three when talking about how Squatty Potty relaxes your colon. 
Voila, that muscle relaxes, and that kink goes away faster than Pegasus laying a sweet sherbet dookie. And again here, you, they've used sweet, they've used sherbet, and then they throw in dookie, breaking the pattern. And they also tap into another comedy trick that um, words with hard consonants are funny. So dookie becomes supercharged. I think that is an American word. It's not something we use here in the UK. I have heard it before. Um, but I think, I think it does mean poop. But I'm not 100% sure. I'm assuming it does. Anyway, you can let me know at Sarah Arch 15 any Americans that are listening, uh, let me know, tap me up, and let me know for sure that Dookie does mean that. I suppose I could look it up on Google, but uh, then I'd miss the chance to have a chat with a few of you people who are listening. So that would be sad. Anyway, the last thing I want to cover here is another example of them blowing their own trumpet, but in a way that makes you laugh. Now, towards the end of the video, where they're building trust, which is really important. It's the last part of the customer acquisition journey, building trust. Um, and where they're doing this, they talk about how many five-star Amazon reviews that they have. But instead of using one that talks about the features and the benefits, they use one that is a hilarious haiku, but literally speaks to the pain of their target audience beautifully. Oh, squatty potty, you fill me with endless joy, yet leave me empty. Classic. <laughs> right. So that's all very well, Sarah, telling us about these adverts. But what does that mean for us as speakers? And how can we apply it to our talks? Well, funny you should ask, because I'm going to share that with you now. Now, firstly, as I said at the start, if you can use humor strategically in your talks, then you have the power to increase the relatability, the impact, and the chance of your audience and the booker saying yes. See, funny makes people open up to listening to your message. Funny makes you more likable. Funny makes tricky topics more palatable. Funny makes things more memorable. And funny makes you more money. Okay, so in both these adverts, the biggest thing that made the humour work was the writer understanding their audience. They knew the potential objections, the desires and the pain points. And knowing your audience will be your barometer for humour. And it's also important that you always, always keep them in mind when you're creating your talk. That's the fundamentals of speaking as far as I'm concerned in preparing your talk. Know your audience, but especially if you're using humour. Okay, in each of the adverts, humour was used at the start to shock. But caveat here, right, that it was used to shock, but in a way that related to the message and not for the sake of shocking, okay? One of the things that I teach my students is to have a lightning bolt open and close. And that basically means shocking your audience a little bit because you need people to put down their phones, stop talking and pay attention to your message. And you do that uh, with lightning bolts. And I go into more detail about lightning bolts, what they are, what different ones you can use and so on in episode 65. If you haven't listened to that, it's well worth going to have a listen. Episode 65. So humour is wonderful for lightning bolts and you can use it in many ways at this point. 
But one thing you do need to make sure that whatever way you use it, you have to have the element of surprise in there. So if you're using a visual joke with a photo or a, or a prop, it's got to be surprising. Maybe take a fame, fake phone call which leads into your topic. Or you could do the rule of three or use a funny metaphor or analogy. But whatever it is, remember, it's got to have a surprise element, that whole misdirection piece. In the body of your talk, where you're establishing the benefits and transformation that your idea, your product or service offers, if you can find a funny metaphor or analogy, whether that's verbally or again using an image, it can help to cement it into your audience's mind. I've mentioned before when I was in corporate and trying to sell a new computer system to my audience, I used the photo of a Ferrari to refer to the new system and the photo of a broken down old Trabant car to represent the old one. That was a funny photo. It was a bit polarising, but you can bet that people remembered the association of, uh, of which system was with which car. And the same applies also when you're dealing with people's objections. If you can find a good analogy that pokes fun at their objection and dismisses it, uh, people are going to react in a better way than if you just dismiss it. Okay, You can get away with a lot more if you're a bit cheeky and funny, as long as it's done correctly. Okay, so you can use all these tools. The rule of three, big, big, small, misdirection, metaphor and exaggeration in your stories as well. And, you know, for instance, this will help establish the characters in people's minds if you give a metaphor about what they look like or analogy. Um, they also give light relief if it's a story that has, you know, um, high emotional content or some sort of um, conflicty bits. It gives light relief. And generally, humour just powers your stories up. As I always say, stories are absolutely powerful. But sprinkle in some humour and they will really become magical. And the last thing that I wanted to mention was self-deprecation. In both these ads, it was obvious that whilst the message was serious, the brands didn't take themselves seriously. And when they said something that bigged them up, they did it in a self-deprecating way that really kept the audience on side. I, I believe it's also important as a speaker that you don't take yourself too seriously. Now, I'm not suggesting becoming a clown, but showing the more vulnerable side of you and the human side of you in a funny way at times, especially when you're talking about things like testimonials and social proof and qualifications and all that good stuff, it can be extremely powerful. So an example would be showing a testimonial about the effect of your idea, product or service and then making a quick comment about how your mum has always been your number one fan. Because they'll know that the testimonial wasn't from your mum, but they'll love your humility. Okay, so it's fair to say humour can be very powerful. But as with any superpower, you have to respect it and use it responsibly. Now, I'm going to put links to some of the other humour episodes I've done. And if you want to go a bit deeper into these tools and techniques I've mentioned today, um, just head over to those and check it out. Okay, your, say, your takeaways for this episode are using humour can increase the impact, the relatability, retention and shareability of your message. To get most impact, use humour intentionally in the key parts of your talk. When you use humour, make sure that it relates back to your message. 
humour is essentially about misdirection, getting the audience to expect one thing, then doing something different. And you've got to take time to understand the audience and use them as a barometer for your humour. Right, that's it. I hope you can see how using humour could help you reach and connect better with your audience. And I also hope that you give it a go. Thank you so much for joining me again. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, I wanted to ask you to do me a favour. You'll never guess what it is. Okay, you probably will. But since I loved that haiku so much for the Squatty Potty review, I thought I'd do a special one as a plea to you. Here we go. If you like the show, please review if you have time. I've asked all my friends. Well, that's it from me. Have an amazing rest of your week. Don't forget, you can pick up my fab new freebie to find, power up and share your stories over at mystorywizard.com. That's mystorywizard.com. Have fun with that. I know you will. And remember, go out, grab your life by the nuts and make them laugh. Bye-bye. You don't need to waste more time searching for an answer when the most powerful tools to becoming a great speaker and growing your business are already in your possession, your stories. The trouble is that many people believe that either they haven't got a story to tell or that you need to be a natural-born storyteller to use them successfully. But neither of these things are true. Everyone has stories, and I want to help you discover yours and share them more powerfully with my new freebie, My Story Wizard. In three steps, it's going to guide you to find your stories, power them up with humour and other tricks, and share them in a way that connects with your audience and sells your thing. If that sounds good to you, then head over to mystorywizard.com and go and grab yours right now.